Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to the Hawk Week podcast. I'm Hawk Week editor Matt Appleby and today I'm with ICL's Sam Rivers talking irrigation and peat-free growing media. So welcome Sam. Morning Matthew, good to be back on the podcast. No, good to have you and I'm really looking forward to talking about this hot topic. So let's kick off with why do you think irrigation is so important in peat-free growing media? Well you definitely hit the nail on the head there with it being a hot topic um i think with peat free there are definitely a lot of growers out there who are unsure about its use and i think the idea of the day is just try and help raise a bit of awareness on on what we're actually looking at um what products can be used different management practices in terms of of irrigation so so when we look at peat free um you know we're going into the summer now so looking at irrigation schedules anyway is is definitely a little bit more uh, crucial um, but with peat-free and more sustainable options, it's really down to the physical characteristics. Uh, so many of these sustainable raw materials, they're, they're actually known as hydrophobic, so, so water-hating. Peat in general is known as hydrophilic, so water-loving. So there tends to be less is- issues with, with water management and irrigation in peat-based growing mediums. Many of these more sustainable options, they have a higher airfield porosity, um, which can benefit in some ways, um, but it does mean there's really good drainage of water, which again, it, it can be a benefit, um, but it's definitely something to keep an eye out for, um, especially on the on the crop type. You know, you have to consider pot size, all these kind of considerations. Um, we also need to look at the, the water holding capacity as well. These are two kind of very commonly used terms, airfield porosity, water holding capacity. Um, and that's what we really look at when we when we create this, this substrate, this growing medium mix. Um, and when we look at that in, in peat versus peat reduced or peat free, um, you know, it can be higher or lower, really depending on these uh, raw materials. Okay, so uh, how does it compare to peat? Yeah, so 
peak generally has you know really good water holding capacity and air filled porosity um it really depends on the grade of peat used um but that is also a benefit from the peat base is that we've got different grades of peat to, to create that optimal matrix because again it does depend on you know what types of plant you're growing you know if, you, if you've got like a really big pot you want a higher afp and a, a better water holding capacity um but you know some some plants don't tolerate you know, that, that water um so we have to balance that and it's, it's really on an individual basis um if we look at the typical properties here of you know the peat free you know raw materials um as a, as a basic overview you know first up we've got coir um, and this is actually quite similar in in the water holding capacity and an air filled porosity to, to a medium peak grade. That be said, you you know using a hundred percent coir in a really large pot or a you know a, a plant that requires a optimal drainage and um, doesn't tend to be the most ideal. So this is one consideration we have to look at. Um, next we have bark. Um, this is generally more open. Again, it depends on the grade of bark, but uh, it has a lower water holding capacity and, and higher air filled porosity as, as a typical value. Um, and then, you know, we have wood fiber as well, and, and that has a good balance, probably slightly higher on, on the air filled porosity. Uh, you know, all these products do vary according to manufacturer as well. It depends on, you know, how they're produced, um, where they're coming from, all these considerations we have to look at uh, when we create this optimal blend of growing media. Um, and that's really where we're coming from. You know, using one of these products, just one is, is not necessarily the best option, even though it ticks the boxes for the water holding capacity and, and the air filled porosity. We have to make sure it works at, at the grower level. Um, and we have to blend these components generally to maximize quality and growth. Um, but th like these two, you know, considerations, the water holding capacity, the air filled porosity, um, you know, we have to stress that there's so many other considerations which have to be made. You know, we have to look at the nutrient buffering capacity of the substrate, you know, the, the cost, how it's handled, you know, some of these um peat-free options can be quite dry and dusty um so you know when that's going for a potting machine you sometimes get you know the the workers there you know moaning about dust um but that that can all be managed with with different like practices such as wetting down the growing media before it goes into the into the potting machines um so that there are solutions for all these issues that we we certainly come across to hear so what, what are some of the options that growers can use to help um, manage irrigation so i think with peat free one of the biggest issues well, maybe not issue I, there's probably a, a bold term but most of the feedback we get from growers is the irrigation is, is quite challenging um it is naturally drier um and that's probably one of the most common questions we get um so it's looking at the, the current irrigation management that they're they're already implementing um, and it's making subtle changes as well like changing the irrigation schedule um, a little and often approach can be more beneficial in in peat free um, because this actually helps reduce one the, the leaching of nutrients which we can cover in another podcast and um, as i mentioned this this is just one factor we're talking about today um, but there's, there's things like drip irrigation as well that that can have its drawbacks especially uh, when you go into larger pot sizes, as it can create like rooting imbalances. So we've worked with growers to maybe see how we can improve that. And some of the best results I've actually seen in, in peat-free growing media is when it's been grown in, in capillary action beds. So the water's coming from underneath, and that really helps with the rooting and, and even distribution of the uh, water throughout the pot. 
Um, but yeah, you know, the timing of this podcast is quite good because we're going into the hottest part of the year. So it, it's about implementing that monitoring as well. So when we're getting into the warmer temperatures, you know, making sure that you're, you're maybe regularly checking on, on the pots because with Pete, you know, you had your cycle and you could get away with that. Whereas maybe you'd leave it, um, maybe you'd do it once in the morning, once in the evening. Whereas now we kind of have to go, you know, that little and often approach is maybe slightly better in this kind of weather. So you're not letting the substrate, substrate dry out completely. Um, but even, you know, looking at the most basic of things such as irrigation training, uh, cause it's, you know, it's often said, um, watering is the easiest thing to do, but the hardest thing to get right. Uh, and yeah, I, I do kind of think that that's correct. And it, it's looking at, you know, imbalances in, in that irrigation cycle. It, dep- it depends if you're, you know, hand watering as well with a lance or if you're on a system, you know, it's looking at how you can optimize that offering the training uh you know we're, we're happy to come to nurseries and look at that as well um and yeah then finally it's it's looking at things like using wetting agents you know they're tremendous products which can really help uh improve the the irrigation management um of these substrates okay so um, can you tell us a bit more about wetting agents what what are they basic answer is that they're products which can help with irrigation management and optimize and and even in some cases even reduce the amount of irrigation uh, you know water applied um not all wetting agents are created equal um and some do different things so it's, it's really important to check exactly what products um help achieve um you know in terms of application you know what you're tra- striving to achieve on the nursery there's a whole raft of information on wetting agents. So I don't, I don't want to bore everyone by going into the science behind it. Um, but there's, you know, even on ICL's website, there's a, there's a lot of information on there, which we really do a deep dive into the, the technical aspects of how these products work. Okay. So which um, wetting agent does ICL provide? So the, it's quite a well-known one in the industry. It's called H2 Grow. And it's it's ultimately a unique blend of surfactants, uh, specifically designed for growing media use. Um, and this is where we have that kind of competitive advantage. We we have um, Amiga Sciences, who are based in Daventry, who are you know they're, they're absolute experts in in the formulation of these products. Uh, and we worked really closely with them, and we continue to do so uh, to help meet growers' needs, especially as we transition into this more sustainable um, growing media use. Um, so H2 Grow can, it's a free in one mode of action. So it helps maximize the water holding capacity of substrates. Um, so it helps improve wetting up, um, and spreadability and, and re-wetting even in these water repellent, like hydrophobic, uh, raw materials. It helps guard against plant stress. So it means less dried out areas in growing media. Um, it will reduce the surface tension uh, and spreads the water over larger surface area uh, in improving the filtration and, and spreading the flow of water evenly throughout the pot. Uh, if you apply irrigation without a wetting agent, um, it, it's really hard to describe it on, on a podcast. Um, this is why I, I point everyone to, to our website or our YouTube channel, because we've got some really useful infographics there. Um, but, you know, applying, you know, an irrigation droplet, say, just imagine that in your head if you're listening. Um, it, it's almost like a globe. Uh, what a wetting agent does, or H2 Grow, it helps just collapses that globe. So you're getting much better like penetration and even distribution throughout the, throughout the growing media into the pot. What it also does, it allows for the lateral movement of water within the growing media. Uh, so it provides a larger area of water availability in the root zone. 
So when I mentioned before, things like drip irrigation can have problems, especially in those bigger pots. Um, that can help overcome some of those issues seen. So it helps reduce those dry patches. Um, but as well as being a wetting and, and penetrating agent, it's it's also a really effective re-wetting agent, as, as I mentioned. So this is where it's you know key in this kind of the really hot temperatures where it, it can occur that pots do dry out, the growing media dries out quite quickly. So it, you know you get called off on nursery, it's busy, and you, you know the pots do dry out. The H2 grow being in the growing media can really help re-wet that pot very quickly and, and maximize that. So it, you, without a wetting agent in some substrates, even in peat-based growing medias, you know, you can stand on there over with a hose for, for hours. Um, yeah, I exaggerate there, but yeah, and you just see the water just soaking through and soaking through and not really wetting up. And with H2 grow, it helps reduce that. We do have it in a wide variety of options as well. Um, so we have at the moment two two kind of options in terms of a granular application, which we pre-incorporate into growing media. Um, so that's actually quite useful for a lot of growers. So they don't need to worry about that application. Um, but we also sell it as a liquid application too, uh, which can be used in, you know, um, irrigation systems. It's compatible with a lot of feed. So it can be actually mixed in with your feeding tank as well um, and applied for your irrigation system. And we sell that, you know, in the liquid, we sell that up to a thousand liter IBC. So we, we can do customized approaches, but, you know, off the shelf, we have one liter bottles of it. Um, so yeah, we're really seeing a lot of use on this in, in, um, you know, growing media, we've been using it for years and years. Um, but even more, it's becoming more crucial now, uh, in these peat free growing medias. Can you tell us a bit more about how growers use the products? Yeah, as we mix it into the growing media, one thing we, we always make sure to tell growers if, it, if they're using the granule application, we always make sure because the, the granules the h2 growing the granules actually loaded onto a carrier so it needs to be activated um so when you get the growing media in it's about drenching it um you know the growing media when it's potted just to activate that h2 grow um but we we certainly see a lot of benefits you know the main benefits we see improved water use in the growing media um whether it's peat peat free peat reduced or peat based growing media which you know we do very little of now um but a lot of cases it means less water use and part of the bespoke, you know, solutions we provide at ICL is we we work with growers as well. So we optimize that irrigation management. So we look at what they're currently doing, um, see if we can make any changes if we do need to. And, you know, that little and often approach combined with something like a wetting agent can really help uh, improve that. And I've certainly seen some kind of case studies where we've had growers use half the amount of water uh, than they normally would just by changing these things. Um, but that does happen, but we, we do need to uh, tread carefully with things like that because it does depend on the irrigation system. Um, we do see things like improved rooting as well because um, you're getting much better you know, water distribution throughout the pot. So if you think the, the, the plant roots are only going to chase where the water is, does, that, that's what they're kind of evolved to do over millions and millions of years. Other benefits you can use as well. So like there's, a, there's something called the edge effect. Um, where, so you, if you apply H2 grow around the edges where this occurs, that can actually help overcome those issues. So there's a, there's a lot of benefits to using these products and especially going into peak free. Brilliant. Um, what other practices can growers use? What else can they do? Well, going more into to my remit now as the technical manager, um, Products such as biostimulants um, can really help. We've we've done a lot of trial work on this to to really help 
to look at you know water stress um you know biostimulants generally are designed to help plants tolerate these abiotic stress factors such as drought um and that's you know one of the options uh, certainly we've got some products vital never prime vital never tri boost you know that helps improve the rooting um and combining that with better water usage um you know water management really really helps improve um you know the the plant growth especially again the peat free side of things and you know when, when we go into peat free it's it's really about a combination of these factors which helps you know optimize it we can't just look at one of these factors and you know like i said I, i'm sure i've done lots of podcasts on biostims um you know looking at those effects but it, it's building that in so we look at the nutrition we look at the, the water use we look at you know what else can we add into the growing media to optimize it and we're at a really good point now where using these products can actually you know get that kind of plant quality up to a, the, the level that growers are used to um, but yeah, like I say, you know, there's things like nutrient management as well. You know, that, that again helps plants. A healthy plant is a, you know, a happy plant. So are there any other considerations, anything else you need to think about? Generally speaking, um, climate change is, is a big factor at the moment. You know, the the world is changing, definitely. Um, you know, you look at the last 10 years in, in the UK, you know, I think every year has been hotter than the last. This year seems to have been no exception, although it's been slightly wetter. Um, that is affecting what types of plants we can grow. Many native species in the UK are really struggling because of that. They're not used to these these milder winters, which we seem to be experiencing. You know, last, last winter was actually quite cold, but that was kind of unusual. We're getting a lot more warmer, warmer temperatures um you know wetter humid winters and really hot dry summers and you know that's looking at can you grow plants with higher drought tolerance um you know especially when we're going to peat free where these issues tend to be more exacerbated um but yeah i think generally it's looking at all these options and you know irrigation is clearly very important but it is only one factor so we you know like i say we have to look at the nutrition we have to look at even the water type as well um you know just briefly here again we can cover this in another podcast you know if you if you're growing in hard or soft water that does affect the nutrition of 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 the plant so you know soft water tends to be a lot lower in calcium and magnesium uh, whereas hard water tends to be really high in these properties so we have to look at that when we're creating, you know, nutrition programs as well for growers. Uh, and that, you know, again, it's just one factor that we have to look at when we're advising on this use. So it's a very complex subject, but we understand it. We know how to get over the issues. We we certainly have products such as the H2Grow, which can help growers with this. Thanks a lot, Sam. Um, just lastly, to sum up. How much more interest are you seeing in in peat free at the moment? I guess it's you know taking over for you. Yeah, absolutely. I think with all the recent announcements uh, by the government, uh, there's a lot of uh, pressure on the industry to make this change in, into to peat free growing. Um, and I think we're getting a lot more growers inquire about trialing these products. Uh, but to be fair, a lot of growers have been ahead of the curve here, and you know we've been working with them to go peat reduced. Um, I think the date, you know, the 2026 date was a bit of a shock to the industry because uh, everyone was working on, you know, towards 2030. I, I know that date's not set in stone yet, but it's, um, you know, I think everyone's now kind of panicking almost. 
Um, so we are getting a lot more interest and a lot more trial work. Um, but, you know, this is the advice. We just trial it, get used to it. We'll work really closely with you. We have a lot of experience in in using these products now. We understand the nutrition. We understand the water management. Um, you know, there are still issues. Every, I think the challenge is that every grower is different. Um, so we have to look at that and we have to consider, you know, what factors you know what their irrigation system looks like what their nutrition how they're feeding you know how much how much staff they have as well um because all those factors all come in together and we have to kind of optimize that um but yeah i would say i think we're in a very good position um you know we we have peat free mixes which are performing just as well um so i think we're you know we're very positive about that and uh yeah so we'll we'll work with growers as much as we can that's good to hear. Thanks a lot, Sam. So thanks to Sam Rivers from ICL and I'm Matt Appleby from Hot Week. And this has been the Hot Week podcast. So make sure you never miss a Hot Week podcast. Subscribe to or follow Hot Week podcasts via Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Google Podcasts or your preferred podcast platform. So once again, thanks to Sam Rivers from ICL and um, see you next time. Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free warbyparker.com slash covered. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.